Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast. This is the greatest podcast you'll ever hear in your entire life. True. Uh, this is where we have our fearless beer review. We talk about vinyls that we bought this week. We talk about some new music and other happenings in the music world. And my name is Tyler. And way out there is Jeff. I fucked it up. But that's fine. So go to iTunes. Go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. And um, yeah, I don't know. I did that. I, that's the intro. I did the intro. Are we, are we done? Do you got anything else to add to the intro? Oh, oh, the, okay. Got you. That's just the intro. I thought. I thought. Just we, the intro. I thought we could go home, but that's all right. I'm ready to go home. Honestly, I'm all ready right. to go. Oh, home you want to go home? Go home. Two minutes in, and I'm ready to go home. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, let's uh, let's just jump right into our fearless beer review. Let's get let's get everything started. Get 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 I can't even speak. Yeah. Go. What do you got? Um, I got a I got a nice big tall stout. Ugh. It's called uh, Mahalo Malo. Okay, it's always a, stouts with you. Okay, it's a bourbon barrel aged imperial stout with coconut and Kona blend coffee. Coconut. That still sounds gross. You don't even like coconut. It's it's um, it's funny because I don't I don't like coconut like at all. But when I bought it, I thought. The mala was marshmallow, <laughs> and so that's why I bought it. But it's completely not marshmallow, so that's you know that's that's fine. <laughs> and uh, there's a sticker on top of the label, and it says "Heads up, I am made with loads of real coconut." <laughs> ah, so you didn't even read the label; you just blindly bought something. Yeah, sounds about right. Sounds about right. I was, I was feeling adventurous, so hopefully it doesn't uh, doesn't come back to bite me in the behind. Do you like almond joys? The candy. I don't think I've ever had an almond joy. Ah, you should have one. You should have one. I, They're good, dude. I literally have less than zero interest in eating an almond joy. You can't have less than zero interest. No, I can't. I do. You can't. Like, not only do I really because not, zero means no interest. No, 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 no. I have negative interest. You can't have negative interest. Of course, you can have negative interest. I just you telling not you, I have negative interest. No, you cannot. I do. That no, that doesn't exist. It does exist. This up. I'm not making it up. It's fact. No, it's I not. learned it when I worked at it's the not. bank. <laughs> not not only would I never eat an almond joy because I just don't really like candy or chocolate, but almond joys are like boring candy. Why? I don't know. Do you ever see commercials of almond joys? Yeah. Oh yeah, there's commercials all the time. I've never seen a commercial for almond joy. Oh, I love commercials. You're not paying attention, and you love commercials, but you just don't pay attention. This just shows you just blindly look at commercials. You don't even watch them; you just look at them. Mm. Well, that's it. That's fairly accurate. So, <laughs> 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 almond joys are fucking good. Doubtful. Good, good, good. All right. Uh, so you got the stout, the nasty coconut stout, and um, Fuck. what I have. 
What? Oh, you smell it or something? Open and smelled it. So I got I got another one from Modern Times Brewery. This one um, is called. Did wait? Did I have this one last week? (laughs) I may have had this one last week. Is it a haze? Yeah, it's a hazy. Yeah. It's Tyco. I feel like now I feel like I had this one last week. Tyco RC. Tyco RC. Yes. No, Tyco Hazy IPA from Modern Times, 6.8% ABV. You know what? I didn't have this last week because I know why I didn't have this one last week. Because our boy Raul had not left a comment on it. So I did not have it last week. So Raul left a comment on this one. Raul did leave a comment this week. Or leave a comment on this beer. So, okay. Dodged a bullet there. So, yeah, I got this Modern Times Hazy IPA. I'm going to pour it right now. I'm going to tell you everything I'm doing. So here we go. Online for my beer, for the Mahalo Malo, mm-hmm. it pretty much like gives you details on everything. Like what the, on like the malt bill? It breaks down like percentage, I guess, of the malts that they use. Five percent biscuit malt, five percent pale chocolate malt, and then there's like what eight there's nine different malts they use. There's ninety minutes in the boil time. WLP 007 yeast strain. <laughs> Two okay. ounce cinnamon, special ingredients. This is a uh, 28P slash 8P gravity. Damn, dude, they, they went all out. I know. This this is the most in-depth I've ever seen. But it's 11.5%. It's too, it's too much. It's just too much. So my mine also says both complex incredi- and incredibly refreshing. June's hazy IPA will sport an abundance of Nelson Simcoe and Idaho 7 hops. So there you go. There you go. A symphony, a symphony of white grape, blueberry, and lychee flavors. Is that how you pronounce that? Lychee? What's lychee? lychee? It's L-Y-C-H-E-E. I don't know. I've never it? heard of that. It's a fruit. It's a fruit, Jeff. Oh. It's a fruit. Wasn't it a fruit in Animal Crossing one time? Maybe. Mm, I've only I've only played two Animal Crossings. Mm. That's weird. you got to yeah. play them all. Mm. Go back and play the old ones because mm. they're not all the same. Hmm. Mm. Okay, so um, let's let's just drink these, I guess, right? Yeah. Let's okay, go here we go. Here. Nope. <laughs> nope. Not very good. Is it a? That's weird. Is it a drain pour? No, it's not a drain pour. It's uh it's uh it's very round, like round tasting. I don't know. It's like very fruity, very almost like a like a like a not a juice like a what what do you fuck a smoothie like almost like a smoothie okay it's a little bit thicker jamba juice yeah a little bit thicker but not really but it just has that like smoothie taste to it so it's not bad but it's not what i what i want it's got that smoothie viscosity to it like like if you were to take a smoothie and put alcohol in the smoothie that's kind of what this would taste like what that would taste like but not the texture just the the taste so very fruity very fruity, yeah, but not like um, not like a sweet fruity, not like a fake sweet fruity, you know. Okay. Yeah, that, that that's what I got. So we have a three point rating system, mm-hmm. where three is a perfect beer, two is a good beer you're going to continue to drink, one is a bad beer but you should give it a shot, and zero is a drain pour, hot garbage. So, what do you what do you think about your beer, and then what's your rating? Uh, well, I was I was scared of the coconut, but honestly, it's not bad. I don't, the coconut's not super strong, even though there's a warning label that there's loads of coconut in here, but the coconut is kind of masked by the other spices and by like the taste of the alcohol. So it blends well, it blends well and I like it. I dig it. So, so far, this is a two. 
Okay. Does this mean you're you're now becoming a coconut man? I don't know. Maybe. I really do hate Maybe. coconut, like all forms of coconut. Just not a fan. Why, though? I just, I, I mean, real coconut juice, disgusting. Oh, Fake yeah, that's coconut awful. flavored, also gross. Good. I don't know. They're they're hard to open too. Like, what, it's the worst fucking. They are. They is, are really is it a open. fruit? Is it a veg? Like, what the fuck is a coconut? Is it it's a, a fruit. Is it a seed? It's a fruit. Is it just no, a, it's a fruit? A giant like seed? I don't know what it is. It's stupid. It's no. dumb. And you see it's on dumb. like the movie. You see in the movies because movies are real life. You see in the movies that they just take the coconut and crack it on a rock and they open it and they they have nourishment. Like bullshit. Yeah, good luck with that. Bullshit. I bought <laughs> a coconut one time. Out. I'd probably to pull out my fucking like power drill and drill holes and then get like a hammer and <laughs> rip it open. Like monkeys cannot open that shit in the wild. It's not possible. <laughs> That's very true. That's very true. They're insanely hard to open. Okay, so you gave your, your beer a two out of three. I'm going to give this one a 1.5. Never, ever go back to it. Damn. Never, ever go back to it. Except mm. right now. I mean, I'm not, it's not a drain pour, so I'm, I got to finish it. But I just don't like it. It's not very good. Modern times, I guess, just don't make a lot of really good beers. They, they just don't. So, yeah, whatever. Huh? So, our boy Raul, like I already said, he did leave a, a review on Beer Advocate on for this Modern Times beer. And uh, this is what he said. He says, like, whatever, man. Seriously, people love Modern Times here in SoCal, but, but the majority of their one-offs are about as refreshing as Courtney Cobain. Like, what the hell? Damn. This one is ripe on the dirty melon. Um, no, bro. <laughs> this is not some farmer's market stuff. Modern Times has a lot of good stuff going for them, but dear God, they also release so much stuff that is just so average. Get it together, guys. Fuck. Dang, that was... Skating uh, review. Yeah, that's pretty savage. <laughs> that was that was kind of like him just saying, like, you guys are only good because for some reason people think you're good, and now it's just like this almost self-fulfilling prophecy, and we can't get out of it. <laughs> I don't yes. think I've ever had, like, a Modern Times beer anyway. The mango cart. Isn't that modern times? No, that wait, that's modern times, right? The fuck a mango cart is? What the hell's mango cart? Remember Sloan was drinking it, said it was the best beer ever? Oh, I didn't try one. Oh, you didn't no, it's awful. And that was mango I think that was Golden awful. Road. Was it? Yeah, yeah it's maybe right, you're right. Though. Yeah, no, I'm right. Maybe you're right. Maybe oh, yeah. you're right. Okay. I like his uh I like Raul's um his uh Courtney Cobain comment too, just as refreshing as Courtney Cobain. <laughs> no, that's that was kind of out there. Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mango Cart is Golden Road, by the way. You're right. You're correct. I know. For once. You, for you, once. Did you look it up right now? I did look it up. Yeah. Why? Because you're just eager yeah. to to tell to me try that to prove you wrong. Yeah. Okay. All right. It's fine. Exactly. 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 All right. We're done with our fearless beer review. Let's uh, just jump into some of the vi- some of the vinyl stuffs we got this week. And uh, that just kind of leads into our uh, pick of the week, pick, our songs pick. of the week. So what do you got? What'd you get? I'm not supposed to do that anymore. I know. I forgot. <clears throat> so the first thing that I, I kind of got this week, I bought a bunch of records on OfferUp for a decent deal. And I knew I could, I could um, trade them in for store credit and get something that I really wanted. But I did keep one album. I kept Maroon 5, Songs About Jane. And okay. I listened to it, and it was good. I mean, I didn't pay anything for the record, so for a free record, I was happy. And 
it's cool and I'll probably listen to it again at some point. But I really like Maroon 5's one of their newer songs they did from one of their newer albums. I can't even remember what it's called now. I had fucking Blues like Jagger? No, 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 no. <laughs> it was on it was on the album that had the V. I think it was called V or Five or something. Oh, I have no idea. Yeah, whatever. It's maybe if I heard it. Maybe yeah, if I heard you, it. I know for a fact you've heard this song, and I didn't know for a long time that it was Sugar. That's I think oh, it was called yeah, Sugar. Yeah, Sugar. That song. That's a that was a really popular song. But I didn't know it was Maroon Five for the longest time until I was like, you know what? I really like this song. I'm going to look it up now. And then I realized it was Maroon Five. And then I think that's when I kind of realized that Maroon Five. I've never given them a fair shake because mm-hmm. they're not a bad band. They do a lot of really good no, stuff, not. and they're really talented. But yeah, I listened to songs about Jane. It was really good. I had a good time. Let's go. Let's go. You had a great time. I had a Sounds great like time. It. I did. I had fun. I'm glad you enjoyed it. And then I uh, I also bought uh, Daft Punk's Discovery from Offer Up. It was some some guy some kid was just selling it sealed for for under the average price online. So I, I was like, fuck it, I'll be in the area anyway. I'll pick it up. I've been wanting this one for a while. This one, uh, this one's not only just good because it's a fantastic album, but it also brings back a lot of like nostalgia mm-hmm. because especially like in our on our college days, going to a lot of parties, like this was, this was kind of like the soundtrack. A lot of people that we knew listened to a lot of Daft Punk at the time, and I don't know if you remember, but Daft Punk released like this. It wasn't a music video; it was more like an album video. And mm. it was it was kind of like uh, like VR Troopers esque with like a bunch of blue aliens, and it was set to the to the, I think the whole soundtrack of Discovery, and it was really cool. But I remember David mm. Bradley liked it a lot, and a couple other people that how, who how, whose houses we used to go to a lot were way into Daft Punk and way into that video. So I don't know, it brought back a lot of good memories, and I had a good time with it. And then, like I said, it's a fucking great album. I'm sure it is. I, I don't remember ever listening to it. You, I mean, sure you know, great. you know most of the songs. I might, I might know most of them. You do, you do. Hmm. Um, Charlie Daniels Band got another one, "Honey in the Rock." It's like their third. How was this one? It's like their third album. It was good. It's it wasn't great, but it was good. Okay. It was definitely above average, and everything I've heard from them is at least above average. I don't, I don't think I've heard a bad album yet because I don't have the one that you have that said it was wasn't very good. So everything's good, dude. I there's don't know. Been a, there's been a couple. There've been a couple that are not. Besides, are just not very good. Yeah. Besides the the high noon or whatever the one was you have, right? Mm-hmm. Which, I don't even remember now. Which one? Do you remember, do you remember which one else that you thought was bad? Um, the high noon one was the swamp one, right? Yeah, the painting. That one. That one was not very good. <sighs> I don't remember the other one off the top of my head. Mm. I really don't. But it was like it was also late seventies Charlie Daniels, like late late seventies. Oh, okay. So this is like when he was getting more into the, the more pop country that we're familiar with nowadays. Just can't do it, man. Just can't do it. Yeah, it's all right. Um. Oh, I also got ELO's first album. Finally, I finally found that one in the wild. I've been looking for this one for a while. Electric Light Orchestra, I think, is Boss. And the further they got in their career, the more kind of like symphonic art rocky they got. And kind of went mm-hmm. away from the true progness, and their second album got kind of shitty reviews. And I bought it for like three dollars, and it blew my mind. I thought it was fantastic. So I've been looking for the first one for a while. Picked it up, super cheap, and listened to it. And it's dude, not even what I thought at all. I I was expecting more 
rock stuff, but this was more like orchestral arrangements, but with rock elements, and it was fantastic. It was so cool. Think like, think like ELP's works, that symphonic Mm -hmm. one, the part one, but mixed with like the whole band playing instruments and stuff like that. It was actually good though. Yeah, that can come off really cheesy. No, it was good. And that's kind of why I've been straying away from that that Mahavishnu record, the one where they work they they play along with the London Symphony Orchestra, because I feel like I don't know if it's if I don't know if it'll be that good. You just gotta you just gotta do it. You just gotta listen to it and and do it and immerse yourself in that that sound. I mean, I've Mm -hmm. I've Sticks has always been like the the band I feel that I've always liked in that kind of realm, and so. I have a high tolerance for it because I like sticks and a lot of the music sticks makes is pretty garbage, but because come sail away is so good. I give them a pass. <laughs> so you it's know. not even their best song. No, it's actually the best song ever made, but that's no, fine. it's not. Yeah. Um, I listened to Steely Dan count down <laughs> to ecstasy. Fucking Where'd boring. You get this one. I don't know from a, batch i don't even know dude it was you don't even know where you get records from anymore they just appear actually just looking at my list remember you asked me like the most expensive record i bought i was looking at my list and i have 296 albums that i did not pay for that were completely (laughs) free that's like half of your collection (laughs) (laughs) totally free (laughs) oh my god yeah that's insane yeah so that's fun yeah steely dan countdown ecstasy fucking boring stuff i don't know stealing in is like one cool song right what is what song is it i think he sings reeling in the years i don't even know if i know that oh, song. Reeling in the years. oh that song okay, oh, okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god but that song's good that's a cool song that song is really good yeah it that's, is. that song's not on the album that i have though so oh okay so you're wildly fun. disappointed yeah um, okay. And then the last thing I listened to before my album of the week or my song of the week is I have, so the Eagles have seven albums, six from their first run. And then they released another one kind of after like the whole when hell freezes over tour and whatever the other things they did and later on in life. So I listened to the first six. Okay. So fuck it. I did it yesterday. So this is what I'm going to do today. I'm just going to oh finally get through the Eagles, see if I really like them or if I still think they're kind of garbage. And, um, I still think they're gonna go. I well, I I I rank them. Let me let me go through the ranks and and okay. So their worst, my least favorite is Desperado. That's your second album. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to talk about the ones I don't want to talk about. Number their second worst <laughs> is their debut. That one kind of uh-huh. had like the most hits, I think, for me. And that was their first album. Long Run was their third worst. That's their sixth album. And then Hotel mm-hmm. California. That's I guess their third best. That's like in the middle. And I wanted to put this one higher because I think Hotel California is a banger of a song. I think it's really good. It is a really good song. But the second half of the album was so fucking boring. It was it was brutal. Like it was hard. I almost turned it off because it was so it was so brutal. And I only put this one higher because Hotel California is such a banger of a song. That's your fifth album, Hotel California. I didn't realize it was that late in their career. On the border, actually, Hotel California came out after their greatest hits album too, the one that's blue with the eagle skull on it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that best of doesn't have Hotel California the song on it because it came out after. 
Uh, the number two best album on the border. I think you have this one too. I do have that one. Yeah, yeah. I got it for like a dollar. That fair price. I think I bought mine for like four or five bucks. It was the only yeah. one. It was the only one that I bought out of all the six too, just because I had five out of the six. I said, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna buy the other one because this is what I do now." And on, on, on I have the to border. collect every record from a band I don't even like, <laughs> just like I'm doing with Elvis Costello, just oh, like I'm doing God. with the Ramones. I'm not gonna do it. Not gonna do it. Elvis Costello. You will do it. Not gonna do it. it. Read my lips. I am not gonna raise taxes. So on the border is their third album, and this is kind of like one of the only ones that had some cool jammy stuff on there. Did you listen to it? Or have you listened to yeah, it? Yeah, I listened to it. Yeah, yeah. It was. It wasn't bad. It was okay. Yeah, it wasn't. Definitely wasn't bad, but it, it wasn't iconic. It wasn't as soft rock as I thought it was going to be, and, and they kind of flex like a little bluesy and countryside a little bit, like a little bit. Mm-hmm. It was there. So that was that was their second best. My favorite Eagles album, but even then, I'm probably not going to. I don't think I listened to it again in its entirety, but one of these mm-hmm. nights, it's their fourth album. It's got a really cool cover. Like their their middle three albums have these really cool like leathery type of covers, similar to On the Border. I don't know if yours yeah. has it, but it has like that weird texture to it. Yeah, my mine does have that. Yeah, yeah. So like their second, third, and fourth have that texture. I think it's kind of cool. But uh, one of these nights has this really dope like six minute instrumental song, and it's just like a long groove and just a long like jam sesh, and it's. It was really good. It was easily the best thing that they've done besides Hotel California, the song. Fuck. They have a lot of hits. It's a pretty insane how many hits that band has. It's kind of irritating because listening to all of these albums, I'm like, oh, I forgot they did this song too. Like, Take It to the Limit. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a car commercial that's a song. song. That's a that's fucking a car commercial song. <laughs> it's, dude, it's so bad though, but I'm sitting there like, take it. Like singing along, like I'm getting. They probably into it. made more money selling the rights to their music to commercials and movies and TV shows than anything. So irritating! It's so yeah. irritating. These guys had so many fucking hits, but some of the early hits weren't even like written by them either, or at least not entirely that. by them. Yeah, so like this guy Jackson Brown, he co-wrote some of their early hits with the lead singer from the Eagles, and Jackson Brown, I guess, wrote a bunch of other songs for other bands as well. But mm. I have a couple Jackson Brown albums because I was like, oh, if he wrote all these songs, he must be like fun, I guess. And no, boring. <laughs> kind of like Kesha. She writes a bunch of like really good pop songs for other people, but her music is just... You're, yeah. you're, 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 you're skating on thin ice there, kid. Because <laughs> you know it's true. No, I don't know. I, I, I know it's not true because Kesha does not have meh songs. She has bangers and then she has meh songs, but she has a lot of bangers. <laughs> no. Come on, man. Come no. On. Come on. No. You sound like the Mexican cleaning lady from Family Guy. No. What? <laughs> no Mexican cleaning lady from Family Guy, and she's always like, no. No, I don't remember, no. Uh, I no. guess you never watched Family no. Guy. I did. All right. Well, yeah, that's all I listened to this week. It was... Um, it's tough, I don't know. it sounds like. I don't know. It sounds like a tough week. <laughs> yeah. Well, usually I listen to a lot more than just this. I don't know why you also spent all that time listening to six Eagles records. Hey, man, when I, I, I had to know. I had to know if I was giving the Eagles a fair shake or if I was just putting them on this shitty pedestal that, that I've always put them on. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I had a good time. It was fun. I recognized a lot of way more songs than I thought I was going to. So I had a mm-hmm. good time. But okay. um, I would never do that again unless we did an Eagles record, which I hope we never do. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't really have any any desire to ever do an Eagles record unless we had a guest on who was adamant about it. But all right. So what was the last thing you uh, you listened to? The what last thing I listened to. Um, I've been eyeballing this one at 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 all those for a while, and it was twenty five dollars and. That's why I never picked it up because like damn that's really expensive. Just tw- not going to pay twenty five bucks for it. So I traded a bunch of records to him, and we were talking for a while. And like he's a really cool dude, favorite record store, and mm-hmm. he pretty much just like gave it to me. Fucking guy. But on Discogs it was only like ten bucks anyway. So I think he prices because I mean like prices fluctuate so much on Discogs that a twenty five dollar record at one point a year later could be worth a hundred or it could be worth like three. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that price point of twenty five could can have been like a year ago because it's been there. It's been sitting there since I've been going and collecting records. But it's called okay. Surf Punks, and it's their I think it's their second album. It's called My Wave, and this band is they're from I think they're from California. Like they're from like they look like it Malibu area, but they sing like surf music, but it's not surf music. It's lyrically surf music and it's tonally surf music but the music itself is more punk based yeah and the entire album is it reminded me a lot of like kind of like stuff like gutter mouth or the vandals do where nothing is serious it is a complete joke and a lot of the parts are just like fun but really stupid but you can tell they're having a lot of fun yeah i can i can see that i can definitely see that and in the notes I put one song on there, but I asked you to listen to the whole album, but I don't think you did. I did not, unfortunately. Yeah, that's all right. It no. was only like 25 minutes. That's not a big deal, though. You're probably very busy. So I was. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Some, some, some interesting things. This band was formed by Dennis Dragon and Drew Steele. And here's, okay. here's why it's interesting. So Dennis Dragon was a son of of Carmen Dragon and he was like a big time musical conductor and I mean th- this band was you know year or I think from like the 70s or 80s and so his father was you know 40s 50s but he's mm. also the brother of Dale Daryl Dragon who was famous for being captain in Captain and Tennille oh okay and like another super side note was Daryl Dragon got that captain nickname when Mike Love the singer for the Beach Boys called him Captain Keyboard because he played keys for the Beach Boys for a while. And so Mike Love said, oh, you're like Captain Keyboard. And then he started putting on a sailor's hat, and that's how he became known as Captain, and then he formed Captain Tennille. What the fuck? Fun facts. And then Drew Steele, the other guy that formed Surf Punks, Drew Steele's stepdad, his name was Gavin McLeod, mm-hmm. McLeod, something like that. But anyway, he was popular for playing the Captain on Love Boat, and he starred right. in the Mary Tyler Moore Show. Oh, okay. okay. So, like, these kids formed this little stupid surf punk band, but they came from entertainment like, families, you know? Yeah. So, that their families were probably, like, fronted them the money or probably let them use their studio just to record this album. But what's great is they had all these resources and all this backing, and they put out this. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what makes it better is because this entire yeah. album is so fucking stupid. But it grooves, and there's some solid bass lines. And the first song that I put there is, is is the first track on this whole thing. It's not my favorite song at all, but I think it's a good introduction. And I was I, I put it there in hopes that you would listen to the rest of it and just leave it on. But I'm sorry, I didn't. You don't need to apologize. 
Well, I, I already you just did. To, you just so. need to fucking listen to it. But it's good. So, yeah, that's all I got to say about <laughs> okay, that. Okay, so here's uh, My Beach from uh, Surf Punks. <laughs> I enjoyed that. That was a good one. That's that's pretty short, much short like and sweet. I mean, that's pretty much like the entire album. It's just heavy bass, simple drums, and goofy, goofy lyrics. Like they talk about people dropping in on their waves and stealing their waves, and they have, <laughs> like the whole like my beach, my wave type of thing is is very locals only, and they mm-hmm. they talk about that a lot, but in a very not not menacing way in a very sarcastic way yeah. especially in the malibu area people can be very territorial surfer wise true yeah but these guys are just they can they make a complete joke out of it and it's so good dude this is such a fantastic album i i, I need to listen to it I, I really i really am going to yeah you fucking should i just didn't have time man i told you no time yeah no downtime no downtime <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! So that's all you got? That's all I got this week, kid. That's all you got. Okay, I got a I got a short one too. I didn't get a lot of stuff this week, and the little bit I did get, I didn't have a chance to listen to all of it. So I just got a few for you here. Uh, the first one is from this group called the Hilos. They were this doo-wop group from like the fifties and sixties, and uh, they were very popular. Uh, but I'm not really I'm not really interested in that kind of music. But a few months ago. Uh, I was at White Rabbit Records and they were, he was playing this record in the store and I just remember thinking I really, really liked it, but then I just got caught up in stuff and I forgot to ask him about it that day. So the following week when I went back, I asked him about, well, what were you playing on, on at the store last week? And he remembered and he's like, oh, it was this band called The High Lows. They put out this Bossa Nova record and um, they put out this Bossa Nova record and it's the only thing that ever sounds like that. All their other music is like complete shit. Like don't bother with their other music. Hmm. But this one's really good, and and I'm like, oh, do you have it? I'll I'll buy it. I said, no, I already I already sold it to somebody. I'm like, ah, oh, shit. He said, I'll look out for it though. Like, if I see it, I'll hold on to it for you, and then 
we'll go from there. So then come this week, you know, a couple months later, he, I'm in the store. I'm just like looking through stuff and say, Hey, oh yeah. I, I just remembered I, I, a record from the high lows came in for you or that I was looking out for you and he gave it to me and he's like, Oh yeah, this is it. He's like on side B it, it skips on one track, but if you have a heavy enough needle, it'll just go right over, but I can't sell it. So just take it. Damn. So he just like gave it to me just right there. And I'm like, Oh fuck yeah, dude. So I got that, I brought it home, listened to it yesterday. It's good, but it's not as good as I remember, but it's, it reminds me of almost like, if like Disney, like an old Disney movie were to do like Bossa Nova music, that's what hmm. this would be. So it, it's kind of like charming in that way, but it's not like really good Bossa Nova music, like Sergio Mendez or something like that. But it's it's a fun listen. And knowing kind of this group's background, it, it makes it a little bit cooler, a little bit more fun. Let's just say that. But it's solid. Like if, if you find it for like a dollar or two, I, I'd pick it up. It's a fun listen. It's interesting that you were so into it at the record store, but at home it lost like the magic. I think it's because I like I hyped myself myself up about it over <laughs> the months, you know, and just like thinking like I wonder if, if when he's gonna get it. I think that's all it was. Oh, it was all just me hyping myself up, <laughs> but it was still fun. Did it skip on the on the whatever track that he was talking about? It, it skipped once and then it played through fine. Yeah. It was just like it didn't like continuously loop and skip. That's good. Yeah. Freeze for me, bad. baby. Yeah. I'm not complaining about that. But yeah, if you ever find it for like a dollar or two, pick it up for sure. It's called High Lows Happen to Bossa Nova. That's what it's called. They just happen to Bossa Nova. Happen to Bossa Nova. <laughs> yeah. And they, they, it's funny how, like, how many times on this record they mention Brazil. Like there's, there's a song on here where they say the word Brazil probably like 10 times. Why? Like, I don't know. Like they really want to, they really want to make it known that Bossa Nova is brazilian it's kind of funny it, it's embarrassing but also funny at the same yeah time. do you think that's like that's like them trying to spread the word of bossa nova or is or do you think it's like them trying to give themselves credit for knowing bossa nova even though they probably have no idea what it is if all like, probably sound the music like is probably the latter that's so lame that's good though i, like I know it. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, but it's like it's it's so noticeable how many times like it's almost every song on the on this record they say brazil at least like twice it's pretty great <laughs> so got that one uh the other one i got i picked up yesterday as well is uh, i picked up two chet atkins but i was only able to listen to one of them and uh i listened to his record finger style guitar and dude what a fucking banger this is do you have this one uh i'm looking it up right now chet atkins yeah it's like a blue background he's he's holding a, a big ass guitar and no i don't have that dude. one it's so fucking good. It's fantastic. I, I highly recommend it if you come across it. I paid like $4 for it, I think. Dude, Chad Atkins like slipped into my top five guitars. I mean, I understand why. Like the dude is amazing. He's so fucking good. <laughs> like, I, I mean, that's why I bought both of Because I got that one that you gave me and I love that. So it's like anytime I see Chad Atkins, I'm probably going to pick it up. So I picked up two yesterday for like $4 each. Oh, damn. And, um. So yeah, no, the other one was six, I think. How much did I say? Because remember, I, I was gonna buy it for you, but then you said you didn't want it because you bitched out. Well, because it was, it was player my ass. It was like his fucking like fortieth album, and it was when he was getting more poppy and less cool. But the album that you have, the, the album you're talking about, has has a couple of really famous um, like old timey Western musicians on it. Floyd Kramer on piano, and then Hank Snow plays guitar on it. Looks like a couple tracks. Okay. 
That's yeah, I didn't cool. do much research because I actually only listened to it this morning, so I didn't really have time to do any research on it. But yeah, no, it's it's a solid, solid fucking record. I really, really enjoyed it. So Damn. definitely going to be on my uh, my rotation. Dang, nineteen fifty six. That was a six album. <laughs> six album in nineteen fifty six. Fuck, dude, he fucking rips it up on the guitar too. It, he's fucking underrated. He, he really can, is. He can do it all. He can do it all. Well, he is. Uh, so like. I mean, just going off tangent here, because I, I do think that he's kind of underrated, but at least he's on like top 100, top these lists of of best guitarists of all time. Yeah. Like even Rolling Stones lists him in their top lists usually. Like one guitarist that, that's not on the Rolling Stones list, which pisses me off so much, is Wes Montgomery. Just throwing that out there real quick. Oh, okay, yeah. Bullshit. <sighs> so yeah, so that Chet Atkins got that one. And the last one I got that I've been able to listen to this week that leads into my my um, song of the week, I picked up a record from Herb Ellis and Charlie Bird. I've been getting really more into Charlie Bird recently. I've got a couple of his records, and I've just been so impressed by his guitar playing and his arrangements. And he's just he's really fucking good. And I don't know, I wasn't familiar with Herb Ellis prior to today, really, or yesterday. And um, dude, he was an amazing guitar player too. Both. Both are jazz guitar players, but Charlie Bird was more the bossa nova Brazilian kind of style. And uh, but Herb Ellis was like straight up American jazz guitarist and very well renowned and well liked, well respected guitarist. And him and Charlie Bird actually had a band called the Great Guitars or called Great Guitars. They put out a it was the, them two and somebody named fuck what's his name, uh, Charlie Bird, Herb Ellis, and Barney Kress, Barney Kessel. They formed like a super group like a jazz guitar supergroup in 1973 put out like seven records and uh and yeah so like Charlie Bird and and Herb had worked quite extensively throughout their career but that my god god is called guitar guitar and it's so fucking good like you could tell like the two different styles of playing that they have but the way that it intertwines with one another it just sounds so good like they just complement each other so fucking well and this guitar guitar record came out in 1965, so this was like a, eight years before that supergroup formed. So they've been working together for a long time. But have you ever heard of Verbellis? I've only heard the name because he did stuff with Stan Getz. Okay, yeah, I've read that too. Yeah, he but worked with Stan. I've Getz. never like I don't even know what nationality he is. I don't know anything about him. Yeah, he's he's a he's Amer- an American guy, white guy, and uh, and yeah, he did a lot of session stuff too, along with his. Uh, with his own music he has a shit ton of records where that he just fronted and then stuff with like collaborations with people probably at least i'd say at least 70 records just by Jeez. himself not not including session stuff like he has a lot of stuff and with stan Getz, i'm looking right now he did two he did two albums with stan Getz. He so was, I, I, he was he was probably part of like a backing band for stan Getz. yeah it says that he did the he was on the record stan Getz and the Ars- oscar peterson trio and then he did a record called Jazz Giants 58 with Stan Getz. So he, and he worked with Dizzy Gillespie too, like a lot of big names. Oof. So yeah, no, it's, and oh, Gabor Jabo, that guy's fucking good too. Yeah, no, he, he worked with a lot of people and this record is fucking excellent. So if you get a chance, it, it, I think I got it for $7. I took, kind of took a chance on it, but I mean, I don't regret the purchase at all. It was, it's fantastic. So that that leads into my song of the week, and um, it's called Chung King from uh, from Herb Ellis and Charlie Bird. So here we go. Mm-hmm. 
There you go. There's a little bit of uh, Herb Ellis and Charlie Bird and the song Chunking from those guys. What do you think? Eh, that's kind of lame. You're an asshole. You, come on, guy. Nobody can hate that. That's so good. <laughs> it's like, I on. wasn't sure if you were being serious come or not. That was a, you played me pretty good on that one. Played no, me pretty dude, good. Char- Charlie Bird, he, he, that jazz samba one, he did that with Stan Getz, and that's the one that I bought two copies of, one for you and one for me. Mm-hmm. So you have that waiting for you, and so I'm just... Yeah. I'm just waiting for you to hear that one. But like this is so this is this is fantastic and it's it's weird because it kind of goes in between like you said two styles of guitar playing. Yeah. One being like Charlie Bird's style and then one kind of being like another guitarist adding his own influences into the song. But it blends and it goes well and it it kind of changes direction even within like 10 seconds. It goes back and forth between like bossa nova into like traditional swing jazz and and other things and it's it's it was good it was fantastic yeah and it's like the it's like the i I don't one of them was using like a classical like nylon string guitar the other one was using you could clearly tell like maybe an electric guitar but just like it was more like a grittier sound so that that kind of that kind of tension between the two styles sound it just it worked so well in that song and that's how a lot of this record is it's Man, it's so good. It's a fantastic record. I was really blown away by it. Fantastic stuff. I I will be on the lookout for for this. Yeah, Her, Herb Ellis has been in he's he's a new addition to what I'm looking out for now. Because I've really really enjoyed this. And and then that that great guitar stuff too, but I'm sure that would be listed under Herb Ellis. I doubt it would have its own section, but yeah, I'm definitely going to look out for it. This is this whole vinyl shit, man. It's it's introduced me to so much stuff I would have never fucking thought about getting into. Like I just stumbling across it. It's it's so good. It's interesting, at least at least for me, and kind of for you too. I feel like we're both heading in that way. It's interesting that our both of our like our main instruments that we've played like throughout our lives has always been the guitar. Yeah, and like everything we listen to is kind of culminating into now we're finding out about other great guitar players right like mm. charlie bird west montgomery now herb ellis like it's it's i don't know it's just funny that we're now gravitating towards like these guitar players again it's, that nobody's talking about that just, nobody ever talks I, about this is weird because like we like again we both play guitar for so for guitar for so long but we love i don't know we, i feel like we both love playing the drums more <laughs> it is more fun yeah but i mean like you can never get back or you like you can never trade in the time like I would never trade in the, the time with my guitar. Had I had I been like, oh, if I can go back in time, I'd play the drums. Like I would still pick guitar every time. Okay. And so maybe that's why, no matter what, like I love playing all these other instruments. I love listening to all this music. But maybe what I'm I'm lying to myself in that what I really want to hear is just good guitar. Yeah, it's nice. It's really nice, like getting back to it. There's, there's like nothing especially, like it. especially when it's more stripped down like this, because I know because you were you've been getting more into the prog stuff. And I've been getting more into it as well, and you know it it's so convoluted or it can be so convoluted and just so there's so much going on, but with this, just hearing it a stripped down guitar and acoustic guitar just just them just kind of like not even ripping it up, they're just kind of like grooving and feeling it it's so damn good, so damn good Too so good. good stuff a lot of good stuff i've been I've been introduced to. 
So that's about it. That's all I got for my vinyls. Um, I guess we could just move on to some new music. Yeah, come move out this on week? to some new music. Come on this week, sure. Okay, cool. Fear No Empire, this super group, Death by Stereo Zebrahead super group, I guess you could say. Uh, they put out their first EP called Fear No Empire EP. Uh, I haven't listened to it yet, but the f- couple songs we've I've heard at least have been pretty damn good. So I'm sure it's good. I can't imagine it being bad, to be honest. So get into that. Um, there, we have quite a few new songs to go through. I, there's three of them I want to play. Oof. So I'll just play them as I go along. And if you want me to play anything, then tell me and I'll play it. Okay. Sound good? Okay. Okay, so the first one here is from this, um, it's a one-off band, one-off song band. Uh, they call themselves Beloved Ghouls. They put out a song called Terrorized. And um, like I said, this is a super group, so it's, it features um, Gary Holt from Slayer and Exodus on guitar, uh, Dave Lombardo, who used to be in Slayer on drums. It has Derek Green, the singer from Sepultura, and uh, also the singer from Touche Amore. I can't remember his name right now, but he sings on part of the song. And uh, it, the song was produced by Ross Robinson, the legendary Ross Robinson. And it's, it's uh, all the proceeds for this record. Any donations go toward the fund to help um, like venues stay open and stuff like that to help the music, the music industry, like the small music industry. So that's pretty cool. And uh, I want to play this song. I thought it was like a oh. cool, sl- a cool Slayer-esque kind of song. And it just, it gets you going. And Ross Robinson... I just like Ross. I just like Ross, man. He's okay. I I like what he does. He, I like his style of uh, of uh, productions. Here we go. The song terrorized from the band Beloved Ghouls. It'd be cool if this band became like a, a real band. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be cool. And Ross did the, the full length record. Damn, dude, that'd be rad. I mean, there's at, there's at least no reason why we won't hear more songs with, with people still kind of being in quarantine and doing things over the internet. There's no reason yeah. why I, I think we're not going to hear more of this. It's true. It's very true. Did you like it? Did you dig it? Yeah, I mean, I don't. You're think not I, a big metal man. I don't think I would have like asked you to play it, but I thought it was cool. I thought it was good. Yeah, I'm not a big metal guy, so it's it's. I don't know. It's it was cool though. I liked it. Yeah, it's just cool too seeing that Gary Hold and Dave Lombardo is still 
Like they they could still make music together after all the shit that happened with Slayer. That's really cool to me. And having Ross a part of this is just like it's it's cool too. Like when when I'm when I'm playing this, I could see the the sound levels and everything. And it's funny you could actually see like you could actually see where it's not just like one single bar of noise when I'm playing that. Like there's like spikes, there's like things here and there where like the music is actually able to breathe and it's kind of like open sounding. But if I were to play like more modern metal music, it would just be like this this like solid bar flat. of just noise. Yeah, just flat noise. Because like, I feel like maybe I'm crazy, but like I feel like Ross tends to not really like he knows when to throw like the the deep bass sounds like turn up the bass like really loud the low end up really high but he didn't do it on this and i felt like it's give it gave it this like cool like dry sound to it rather than when you listen to i don't know if a band like animals as leaders where it's just like this wall of fucking noise of compression not to say that's bad for them but for some bands it's awful like feldman like anything feldy does it's <laughs> just that like that that just that tone that guitar that fake guitar tone because the because Feldy never runs any guitars through any sort of amps. Everything's all done straight into like a, a fake computer or not a fake computer, but a computer. So it's just, I don't know. Like here, you know, like Ross used actual mics. He used actual amps. He probably did all this to tape. Like he did it fucking old school. Cause that's just how he does it. And I just think it sounds better objectively than a lot of producers do nowadays. And this is just one song. So. It does. I mean, it, it sounded it sounded fantastic. It sounded great, and I actually got a bunch of metal records from the eighties and early early nineties the other day, and a lot. So I haven't listened to them yet. But like, what kind of what kind of metal though? Like a lot of scorpions and stuff, or what? A lot of like a lot of eighties metal, but then I got another group that's considered like the first thrash metal or speed metal band of all time, a lot of mm-hmm. Dokken. And okay. so just like a lot of, I don't know, a lot of stuff from that from that era. So I'm pretty excited to get into that. A lot of the covers are all fucked up, but the the lot was really cheap. And I thought like, well, this is a good way for me to get into metal was buying <laughs> these records that are all fucked up. So you go into 80s metal, you go into Dokken. <laughs> but they came out to be like 50 cents a record. Yeah, that's that's a damn good deal. And so I thought, like, if I'm going to get into metal, I might as well start from the beginning. Start because I've already heard, yeah. you know, like '70s metal, and then now I want to get into like the '80s metal because I really hate it. But maybe it's there's merit Metallica. there. Maybe there's merit there. I don't know. Yeah, and George Lynch from Dokken is a killer guitar player, but Dokken overall are just eh. Dokken, Dokken, Dokken. So anyway, yeah, that was Beloved Ghosts and their song Terrorized. Yeah. Uh, the next one we have here is uh, from my boy Wednesday 13. He put out a new song called Devil Inside. I thought it was really good. It sounds <laughs> like course. his last record. I'm not going to play it. I'm not going to play it. Don't worry. Calm yourself. Uh, but yeah, it's called Devil Inside. It's like tonight, actually, because it's Halloween today as we're pottying. So oh, it is Halloween today. On, on Halloween night, they're doing a... Um, well, it'll be too late by the time you listen, but anybody listens but yeah they they've had they have done a um a performance of the whiskey i think they went to the whiskey and they're they're doing like a live performance there and like a virtual performance at the whiskey so because that's what they do every year they play the whiskey like every halloween almost every halloween so this is kind of like a tradition for wednesday 13 so they decided to put out a new song for that as well so it's the devil inside go get into it if you like wednesday stuff i'm sure you'll like it uh the next thing here tenacious d they did a cover of time warp from the Rocky Horror Picture Show. And I want to play it because (laughs) 
I don't care. I love this song. I love the original. And it's really cool that they did this. And it's Halloween, so honestly, why the hell not? So here's a Tenacious D's version of Time Warp from Monkey Horror. It's astounding. Time is fleeting. Madness takes its toll. But listen closely. Not for very much longer. I've got to keep control. It's just a jump to the left. And now I said to the right. Put your hands on your hips. You bring your knees in time. But it's the pelvic floors. You really got your wings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do the time walk again. Let's do the time walk again. Well, I was walking down the street just to have a There you go. Time warp. Do you love this song or no? Everybody loves this song. Okay. okay. Even I feel like people that even even people that have never seen the movie know this song. Oh yeah, totally. It's it's iconic. It's totally iconic. And I mean just I don't know, seeing seeing Curry's face in drag, people <laughs> know that face. Yeah, it's very, very true. So it's yeah, no, it's iconic, and it was good, and I'm. It's so fun to hear Tenacious D do it, and just think like, wow, even after all these years, they're still fun. <laughs> I know, right? It's like, so I would, great. I would love to see Jack Black do something in this vein, or just I guess Tenacious D in, in general do something in this vein. Well, that's kind of what the Pick of Destiny was. Yeah, but that was a decade ago. Yeah, that's true. We need something that's now. That was more than a decade ago. Maybe this is maybe this is you know maybe this is a a precursor to to what to become or something. I don't know. <sighs> Can you imagine? Can you imagine? So did you know there was a video for this? Uh. Uh-uh. Yeah. So apparently they did it for I don't know a late night show or something like that. Like they did a whole video and and Jack Black and Kyle they're they're like in their own recording studios and they're each dressed in like women's clothing. It's really fucking weird. <laughs> the only thing I don't like about it, because it's really annoying, is that they brought politicians into the video, and I think that's really fucking lame. But outside of that, it was really cool. So they they brought politicians like live or like videos, yeah, or live and in the video. Could they? Uh, Elizabeth Warren is in it. She says wow. it's just a jump to the left, and then Pete Buttigieg. Pete Buttigieg. What, how do you pronounce that stupid guy's name? The that's mayor. Close enough. Yeah, whatever you know who it is. But yeah, so he's in it. And then like John Waters, Susan Sarandon's in it too. There's a bunch of people in it. But yeah, to bring politicians in, it's just kind of... 
I don't I don't yeah. mind bringing politicians into bit. things as long as the politicians are not politicians anymore. But I mean, why else would they be in this? I mean, for, well, they mean, but for political gain, there's no reason to be in. At best, they're still people too, right? Correct, they are. At worst, they're politicians. <laughs> <laughs> That's not saying really anything at all. All scumbags. I was hoping Dave Grohl was going to play drums on it because he does a lot with with Jack Black. But <laughs> what, what if Dave Grohl played drums as the devil? Oh, dude, that'd be so sick. <laughs> that'd be so sick. Like, it would make no sense, but it would be so fun. <laughs> it would be really cool. Or even just like have him dress up as Dr. Frankenverter, as Tim Curry's character. That would be so that cool. That would be really cool, too. But no, nah, he wasn't in the video. He, I don't think he played drums on it either. But So yeah, that's Tenacious D and uh, their, their, their cover of Time Warp from Rocky Horror. Um what do we have next? What do we have next? We have Smashing Pumpkins. Smashing Pumpkins. They put out two new songs from their upcoming double double album, Sir. And uh, the first one is called Ramona. They put a music video out for it too. It's kind of like it's kind of like um, Sergio Sergio Leone vibe kind of video. It's it's kind of cool. But uh, yeah, the first song is Ramona. It's a good song. It's more of kind of following that the kind of electronic thing that they've been going with with the new music. So I'm not gonna play that one. But the second song they put out is called uh, Witch, and this is more of a guitar-driven, rock-driven track. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play a little so, bit of Witch. So here, hold on, it's before yes. you go into there. Before I go into there. Here, here's what happened. I listened to the beginning parts um, of Ramona, and okay. I was like, I like this. I still like this, and I've been liking a lot of their new songs. And oh, no. so I... Um, Oh, no. I know we're going to do the episode on the pod. Uh-huh. So I did not listen to the rest of Ramona and I didn't listen to which, and I'm no longer going to listen to anything else. The smashing pumpkins pull out be- <sighs> because I'm kind of leaning towards like pre-ordering if they throw up the vinyl thing. It's already on. It's still up on the website. How much is it? It's like 40 bucks. Oh yeah. But it's a, mind you, it's a double LP. I think it's I like know, 20 songs. That's a lot. So I, I mean, I'm for sure not going to listen to anything else because I want everything to be fresh when I listen to it for the first time in its entirety. So I won't play Witch then. You can play it. I'm just not going to listen to it. I won't play it. I won't play it. I won't. I'm not going to. I'm not going to do that to you. So I won't play it because I've been. I've been liking like a lot of what I'm hearing. So are you? I, I thought you were going to say you've gone back and started to listen to older Pumpkins. No, because I, I want that week to just be either the best week ever. Or, or the a worst. complete fucking shit show. <laughs> <laughs> well, I haven't even decided what album I want to do yet. So it's a, it's a toss up between Siamese Dream or Melancholy, but I, or maybe not even Melancholy because that's almost too long. So either between Siamese Dream and Gish. So I don't know the first one of their first two records. That's what I'm going for. Well, you know I like Gish already, so yeah. So but I could be taking a chance and doing Siamese Dream. I don't know, man. I don't know. We'll we'll see when gamble, that time comes. Baby, it's a gamble. So yeah, we're, we're, we'll be doing that album of the week after the new album comes out. So probably early December, late November, early December, we'll be doing the Pumpkins album of the week. But damn. Okay. So I, I, I won't play that Smashing Pumpkins, but I'm glad you're enjoying what you've heard so far. Mind you, mind you, Jeff, not a lot of their music sounds like this. I mean, I'm aware. Their, I, I know. Their I, older music is more rock based. Mine, minus like the Adore album, 
which is a little bit more electronic based. But I'm just telling know. you right I, now. I, I, I dig it. And it's not it's not too often where I stop listening to a band put out new music. Like I Am the Avalanche is the only other band recently. Yeah. That I stop listening to music that they put out as singles because I want to hear the album in its entirety. I I just don't do it. I just don't really care usually, but it's weird that you're doing it for pumpkins. Yeah, I don't know. When man. all you've done is talk shit on them. It's it's getting <laughs> and to Billy me. Corgan. I, I don't know if I'm if 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 I'm finally just getting worn down by your onslaught of pumpkin talk. Could be, yeah. Or if they're actually a good band. I don't know yet. <laughs> See, with me, though, I, I was like you. I was like you at one point. All I did was talk shit on Billy Corgan and the Pumpkins. And uh, and then one day, I don't know, something just clicked, and it just happened with me. A couple years ago, I just was completely converted to a Pumpkinsman. Who who else do you know that likes the Pumpkins Nobody. as much? So then why did you even like start listening to them? I don't know, because I've always liked that song, Tarantula. I've always loved that song, Tarantula, from the Zeitgeist album, and I've always loved 1979. Those are the two songs, and, and, also, and also I Am One, because Plus 44 did a cover of that. So those were like the three songs that I've just absolutely loved from them, all from three wildly different eras of the band, which is kind of weird too. But yeah, so th- that was it, and then one day I was like, you know, I'll just... I think I just said, like, oh, I'm going to listen to Gish because that was what I Am One is on. And I thought Melancholy was too long, so I didn't want to do that. So then that's what I did. And I just it just clicked. Like, I think it was maybe that progression from going from Gish to everything else. Like, I think you have to go from, like, the beginning to the end to really get it, <laughs> if that makes any sense. Okay. It's it's cool, man. They're so good. But they have so, many, they have so much fucking music. It's insane how much music they have mm-hmm. outside of the albums. It's nuts. But anyway. It's nuts. And they, they cover so many different things. Like there's so many acoustic songs. There are so many just rock-based songs, electronic songs. They're, they're all over the place. Corgan's a genius. Billy Corgan's a fucking genius. You know, I, actually, now that I think about it, I think they're kind of like, they have like the Limp biscuit disease where people hate Billy Corgan and therefore won't listen to Smashing Pumpkins, even though they could be a really good band. People hate Fred Durst and won't listen to Limp Biscuit, even though they're a really good band. Yes, correct. Except one is wildly more talented than the other. Yeah, Limp Biscuit is way better than Smashing Pumpkins, correct. I'm glad we're on the same fucking page. No, 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 no. I love love me some Biscuit. I love me the Biscuit. (laughs) But the Pumpkins, man, the Pumpkins are just on another level good. (sighs) <sighs> okay anyway let, let's move on let's move on so we're not gonna play pumpkins uh rob zombie put out a new song first after few, several years he put out a song called the triumph of king freak i thought it was okay right it's, it sounds like rob zombie yeah <laughs> it's, it's nothing, not bad not special no it wasn't bad it's, it's just nothing special yeah especially and it's weird because you know the, the dude has like an amazing guitar player in his band barely utilizes him but that's okay uh Tom Morello, guitarist from Rage Against the Machine, Audio Slave, and all that stuff, he put out a, a cover, an instrumental cover of Voodoo Child, Jimi Hendrix's Voodoo Child, and uh, I thought it was pretty cool, man. He put a nice little touch to it, and I thought it was cool. That was great. It was fantastic. Yeah. It was fun. Is this one of the ones you wanted to play? Uh, no. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, yeah. the, the song's a longer song, and I mean, just besides the main riff of Voodoo Child, you got to really listen to the whole thing to really get a mm-hmm. good feel because because Morello's really getting into it it's it's not he's not just like making the song around that riff he's he's really 
He's really feeling it, you know? He's really getting yeah. into it. He does some of the cool little effects that he's known for, too. It's it's a fun cover, for sure, a fun cover. So get into that. Uh, and then, you know, it's Halloween. It's October. People, for some reason, really like Misfits, it seems, this, this October. So uh, yeah. a lot of covers have been coming out. Of more than usual. Their music. Right? More than usual. Yeah, way more than usual. Of not just Halloween, but other we are 138 and and other songs like that i'm an old school misfits fan like three years ago bro like three years old ago. school or like not even a year ago <laughs> <laughs> was it last year was it since it, i lived out was, here yeah no 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 it was like last year when we, when you got into them it was when i lived out here though no you lived in arizona yeah that's what i mean oh yeah okay yeah fuck i heard you wrong but I would, yeah I, I would hear it mean something different to both of us i um, guess i obviously. guess so yes yeah so yeah so it's been something like at most a two-year-old misfits fan i don't even think that <laughs> I'm a but anyway i'm old school so there's there's a super group uh, i put that in in scare quotes a super group that did a, a version of halloween census fail did um what did they do they did 138, 138. we are 138 what was the other one I don't remember. I don't remember. And then Saves the Day did... Uh, Some Kind of Hate. That's attitude. what I want to play. Some Kind of Hate and Attitude. Okay. No. So you want to play... Sentence Field did Attitude. To, oh, okay, which one do you want to... Which one do you want to play out of all of these? I think Saves the Day's Some Kind of Hate is really cool. Okay, so we'll we'll play that one, but I do want to talk about the Supergroup one. Uh, the Supergroup consists of Mike Carrera on bass from MXPX, uh... Who else? Oh, Adam Willard from Angels and Airwaves and Against Me on drums. And then, unfortunately, the singer from Rise Against. Could have been a cool cover, but... It wasn't damn, even was that... Why did you, it wasn't even bad. Dude, I cannot stand oh, the singer from Rise Against. such a wiener. I cannot stand him. And you know what's crazy? Like, every time I hear that song, State of the Union, from them, I'm like, dude, this song is amazing. It's so good. And then I think... Why? Why? Why would they make? Why would they? They want him to sing clean vocals, like he does it. He does the the screaming so well, and he's just like so bad at clean vocals. They're awful, and dude, just their cover of Halloween. I mean, his his vocal rendition of that song sucks. It was awful. It was. It was awful, man. Your hate so, for, yeah. for Rise Against is just it's it doesn't really make a lot of sense. It makes perfect fucking sense. Okay, so yeah, I'm not gonna play that one because that one that one's lame, man. That one's lame. So, like I said, Census Fail did did one, uh, and then Saves the Day, the one that Jeff wants to play. They did some kind of hate, and they did uh, Where Eagles Dare, but he wants me to play some kind of hate. So, here's Saves the Day and their uh, their cover of that Misfit song.
there's the saves the day cover of some kind of. Hey, you tell Rupert shut up. Hey, shut up. But anyway, yeah, that, that's their cover, their Misfits cover. It was the only cover out of all of these, all of these that I, I liked. Really? I, yeah, like the We Are One Thirty Eight. It just sounded too clean sounding, and that I just basic. Yeah, it just didn't have a lot of like oomph to it, you know. It, it was very because, driving because senses fail, like um, l- l- let it enfold you. That album with like Lady in a Blue Dress and mm-hmm. Rubbins for Drinking, like th- like that album is so good. And senses fail did a really good job at at doing kind of like the mixture of hardcore with pop punk. Yeah, but like the the We Are One Thirty Eight and like later senses fail in general is just very it's very boring. It's very basic. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you on that one. It wasn't bad. It was just <sighs> go listen to the original. It, like they didn't really do anything cool with it. Yeah. And it's it's sad too because I love I love Saves a Day and I've seen him one time live, and I mean I guess this is kind of off topic, but I don't think I've ever been as disappointed in a band <laughs> live like ever in my life. Yeah, like Chris Conley's the way he I mean, he's already kind of nasally. Mm-hmm. But when it was live, it was like embarrassing, and I felt awkward, and I was like, "Wow, this is, this is really annoying." <laughs> <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> I couldn't even enjoy like my favorite songs that they did. That that's that's really shitty. I hate that feeling. I've only had that feeling once, and that was with Brand New, and it it's awful. It really sucks. Especially, have you, had you seen them before? No, that was the first that and only time. time. Oh, I saw okay. him with I and the Avalanche too. There, it was like I and the Avalanche, Bayside, Saves the Day, dude. It was a, it was, it should have it been a lineup, a fucking phenomenal show, and yeah, it was it's definitely a lineup until he started singing. And did they, did they headline Saves the Day? Yeah. Oh, that's even worse. Well, because we we had to wait, or we didn't have to, but I wanted to watch them, and that was like the the, the group that I really wanted to see, and it was um. <laughs> You stayed for the whole show? Yeah. Dude, Saves the Day is boss, bro. At your funeral, fucking certain yeah, but tragedy. Yeah, you just said that, that it was awful and embarrassing. Because I wanted, to hear, I, I wanted to hear At Your Funeral, and that was their closer. That's their biggest song. And, then, of course, they had to play it last. So, like, no, we got we to gotta stay for At Your Funeral. I'm not, I'm not, wa- I'm not watching Saves the Day and not staying for At Your Funeral. Okay? But you already saw I Am the Avalanche. It's all you need. This song will become the anthem of... Nah. You're underground. Oh, that song's yeah. so good. It's such a banger. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <sighs> oh, and then, well, and then to even top everything off, this uh, this EP, first of all, it fucking sold out like super quick. Asshole piece of shit out there buying it for the <laughs> census fail and saves a day thing. And it's called Through Being Ghoul, right? So it's a mm-hmm. play on, on Saves a Day's album, Through Being Cool. So I thought that, okay. was, that was really fun. Oh, was that the one Mike was talking about uh, that sold out really quick? And it had like, it was like, one of them was like a pink vinyl, pink seven inch, and then the other one was a green seven inch. Yeah, there were four different versions of it. I mean, it was like 10 bucks plus shipping or whatever. So yeah, probably like 15 bucks for the EP, four songs total. I totally would have bought one had I seen it in time, but that's all right. Actually, it's not all right. Fuck that. Fuck those people that bought it all. (laughs) Super irritating. Who knows? Maybe it'll be like program. You never know. I'd pay. I'd pay upwards of eighteen for it. You're insane for an EP. I'd pay upwards of eighteen for it. You wouldn't buy most LPs for eighteen. <laughs> That's true. That's so dumb. 
It's so dumb. <laughs> yeah, it's true. God. Okay. Well, that's it for new music. Um, I will say, though, that real quick, Deftones are releasing a remix of their White Pony record. And uh, there's going to be different artists remixing all the songs on, on that record. It's going to be called Black Stallion. It's coming out December 11th. And they put out the remix for the song Knife Party already. And I don't really like remixes. I think they're silly for the most part. And this Knife Party remix was whatever. And to me, White Pony is their worst record. Just saying, fight me. I don't care. People it's love this It's so record. expensive. How much is it? I didn't even look. It's I, like, no I don't know. It's like 80 to to $100 or something. What? What, for the vinyl? Yeah. Well, it's like a box set or something. What's it called? Oh, Black so Stallion? Black Stallion. So it might have both records. It might have White Pony and the remix record. Oh, okay. Maybe that's what it is. Then. That's probably what it is. Yeah. It's, but there's it, no but way still, a, it's, a remix album would be $80. Fuck that. That's way too expensive. That's stupid. Yeah, I, I agree. And White Pony is not even worth $30. Like None of their albums is, are worth even $20. White, White Pony is considered their greatest record. I think it's their worst record. I think it's just... I, I rarely ever go back to it. But anyway, White Pony's not that good. Why is White... Everybody loves White Pony so much, too. I don't know. I just... I don't get it. I, it was truly a transition record. Like, you could tell... They were getting out of that that new metal sound and going into that more atmospheric sound, so it was the hybrid of that those two styles, and it's just it's it's too scattered and it just doesn't it's I don't think it's that great of a record. Just don't really care for it that much, and I'm a big Deftonesman, so yeah. that's saying something. I'm a big Deftonesman, so oh, debatable. Yeah. And the last thing we have here, it's not music related, but uh, Sean Connery. The uh, the actor, Sean Connery, who famously played James Bond, who's considered the greatest James Bond, uh, he died today on Halloween. Uh, he was 90 years old, died in, died in his sleep. And um, yeah, so there you go. Sean Connery, he's he's gone. He's Two Bonds are now deceased. I didn't realize he was so old. I didn't think so either. I thought he was like maybe 82, 83, but 90 years old. Long life, long wild crazy a long life. illustrious fun life drinking smoking cigarettes he's lived down in in jamaica for like the last 45 years 50 years you know what a what a fucking life man so yeah. it, it, just like the epitome of cool people, that's sean connery people always talk about how how harrison ford possibly thinks that he is legitimately han, han solo in real life <laughs> i could see sean connery legit thinking that he's been james bond for the past what 40 years 50 years like 60 years 60 years he's been what dr no came out in 61 i think so almost 60 years oh yeah, yeah. I crazy could, right i could see it i i could see sean connery sitting there on the beach drinking martinis legit thinking that he's james <laughs> bond damn man he's so cool he is probably one of the coolest people in hollywood just his his the way he moved the just his attitude was just so cool king of cool baby obviously he did some questionable things that were bad but you know everybody did so well, he, he lived kinda... 90 years <laughs> he lived 90 years like, yeah you don't so. go nine who goes 90 years and doesn't doesn't do things that are totally frowned upon yes exactly but you know he was he just oozed that that coolness just a cool guy great actor you know obviously oh, dude, I, I don't know it just it 
I just you'd never expect certain actors or people to die, and Sean Connery was one of those. For me, at least, he was one of those people. I just I can never imagine him being dead. It's weird. Well, it's so weird. You so better, you better start imagining. Yeah, today. Well, today I'm going to start my James Bond marathon a day early. Normally, I start November 1st. I watch every James Bond movie throughout the month of November. But I'm going to start today with two uh, two Connery movies after we're done potting. So there you go. Okay. That's the way she goes. That's the way she goes. The way she goes. So that's about it. Do you got anything else to say about the pod? Uh, there is one more news piece. Oh, there is. And what yeah. is that? Oh, I didn't add it in there because I don't know. We talked. We, we kind of, or Mike <laughs> brought it up in the in the in our group chat, our side chat. But chain reaction is not closing down. Wait, what? He said that? Yeah, that's all right though. So last <laughs> week we talked about how chain reaction is pretty much going to close down. Chain reaction yeah. is is arguably the most iconic venue, music venue in Orange County, and Correct. it it just couldn't pay the bills. So it was going to close down, but. I guess the the lead singer or one of the guys from Stick to Your Guns found out that they were going to close down and took the initiative and was like, no, fuck that. And so networked or did something with every other band that he could possibly think of, got with the venue. And I guess the guy that owns Chain Reaction also owns Fearless Records. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so that's totally bizarre too. And that's weird. Yeah. And kind of cool too. Um, so yeah, so the, the guy from Stick to Your Guns got with Chain Reactions owner, and they made it happen. They raised money, and they knew that they couldn't raise money like through like political means and other things. So they started selling like T-shirts and hoodies. Yeah. And at first, they sold. They had three hundred pre-orders for T-shirts at like thirty bucks a piece, and like obviously all the money's going to go to Chain Reaction to pay their bills, and they sold out like instantly. Yeah, makes sense. And so now they're like chain reaction selling them, like different websites are all selling them and a lot of fucking bands, like dozens of bands have come forward to just donate money to chain reaction to support chain reaction to promote things to help it so that it does not close. And it is a not as of now, it is officially not closing. Okay. I didn't know that it officially was not closing. I knew bands were doing that. I know Thrice did a did a T-shirt too on their website where all the pro, all the money from the T-shirts go to Chain, and it was cool. Like on the on the front of the the T-shirt, it has a picture of the band playing at Chain Reaction, like probably in two thousand two or two thousand one, like old school fucking That's shot so of them playing cool. on the front, and on the back it just says Chain Reaction, and it's just it's such a rad shirt. I almost bought one, but I I don't know why I didn't. I actually it, bought a Chain rad. Reaction shirt today. Did you really? I did. Oh, it's the old. Uh, it's it's the old, like the iconic chain reaction where it has like the molecules and they're they're connected. Oh, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean, like that. Yeah, it's in like neon pink. Okay, that's fucking cool. cool. Like on the front, it's got a little patch on like your left breast of chain mm-hmm. reaction, and on the back, it's got a bigger emblem of that. And it was like twenty bucks plus shipping, but I don't know. It's. I wonder so, if they're selling anything at the at the actual, um, vi- the venue. Yeah, you go to allages.com and they're selling it they're selling um picture like a like a frame or like a a print, I guess they call it a print. Yeah. Of like the the front of it or whatever. And I did read somewhere somebody was saying that on certain days they're putting up like a tent and they're going to be selling at the venue. October 24th was the last 
time they were selling a bunch of stuff. And then um, I think they're going to do it again, possibly today, actually. Hmm. But don't forget, everybody. Don't forget forget. that this shouldn't be happening, okay? Agreed, yeah. This shouldn't be fucking happening. Like, this is unfucking believable that we as a society have to band together because there is too much taxation. There is too much governmental pressure that businesses have to close down and reach out to the community that is agreed that I is know. fucking bonkers i know okay so know. support your small businesses but don't forget the big picture yep 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 yep, yep. it's almost it's almost time it's almost time to vote and really nothing's probably going to change but come on guys and girls <laughs> come on man we're better nothing's than really going to change Fuck we all know that god so there you go chain reaction Keep them open. Keep them open because they are, it is iconic. Truly it's iconic. Just, what are we going to do when Guitar Center closes, when all these music venues close? We're going to get nothing but mumble rap and SoundCloud shit. Or, 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 oh. or there's going to be a giant resurgence and people are going to do it old school, you know? Warehouse shows are going to start popping up again and shit like that. Yeah, until I mean, that's, get, that's a lot of shit. I that's a lot of shit I did in high school were warehouse shows. Until they get like Gestapoed and they come down and fucking the SS tells everybody to fucking leave, or they're going to jail. <laughs> yeah, that'll be fun. I went to very few warehouse shows that got shut down. To be honest, because th- there wasn't a, 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 a pandemic going on. There wasn't <laughs> there wasn't insane government interference and, and overbearance going on back then. Yeah, that's true. People yeah, that's were stage true. diving off the balcony at Showcase Theater back <laughs> then. That was so fun. Oh, I never did that, but I love that video. Damn, you know, I, you know what's weird is I thought I I saw I saw a Throwdown at Showcase. What without me? Because I I didn't know who Throwdown was. I only did it because one of my friends that I grew up with lived out there. His name was Eric Mullins, and he mm-hmm. lived out in Corona. He moved out there, and then. Like going to his house for the weekends sometimes, it was always like there was not at the time there was nothing to do out there when Corona was still developing. This is like mid two thousands, and so there's nothing to do. And so he was like, "Oh, this this place is open. Let's go watch a band there." And I remember mm-hmm. Throwdown being there because that was the first time that I saw somebody jump from the balcony into the crowd. <laughs> That's so rad. I was like, "Dude, I want to do that." That's cool. I'm down. Did you actually do it? No, no, no. 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 I I, I didn't. Scary. I didn't do it only because there were too many people in line waiting to do it. <laughs> but this was back in the day when if you jumped, yeah. you, you would be caught. People would catch yeah, you, you. Yeah, because there were so, so many people would pack into that venue. That place was small. <laughs> what a great place to see a show, man. I miss that venue so much. It was a good venue, but that place was shit. It was shit, and it was super <laughs> sketchy. <laughs> that place was shit, dude. But it was super <laughs> sketchy, but it was fucking fun. I don't care. I mean, chain reaction, chain reaction is shit too. But yeah, it's true. So much fun. It's so much fun. Ah oh, man, what a what a time! What a time that was. You know, support These your venues. support your local business. Support your local venues, but don't yes. forget that this shit shouldn't even be happening. Agreed. 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 Ah oh, boy. All right. Well, we got. What else we got? That's all, all got. good. That's it. That's, That's all you good. got. That's all I got. All right. Well, this is Asinine Radio. Thank you all for listening to the pod. Go to iTunes, go rate, review, and subscribe to us on our follow social media at Asinine Radio. And once again, thank you. And that's it. That's all. Peace.